Going to turn things back over to Mr. Mark Weber for the second full hour of Garden Talk. Good morning. We have technical difficulties. Yes, working on those. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you've been attempting to dial 457-1290, thinking that the station is off the map, <laughs> we are having phone trouble. So there's a couple different ways that you can get me your, get me your gardening questions. Option number one. Log on to GardenTalkBlog.com. That's GardenTalkBlog. Just like it's spelled, GardenTalkBlog.com. And you can go in the chat room and you can chat away with Rich and me and everybody else and tell me your questions and we will answer them as well over the air as well as on the blog. You can also email me at M, that's me, M. Weber, W-E-B-B-E-R, at WeberLandscaping.com. Again, M. Weber at WeberLandscaping.com. We would love to hear your questions. I know now I know why nobody's called. <laughs> it's okay, Javon. We are radio professionals on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend. And a good, 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 good Saturday morning to each and every one of you, no matter where you may be. Welcome to the second hour of Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Um... Our telephone lines are down at 457-1290. <laughs> so if you've got a gardening question, I'll give you a couple different other outlets that will work for you. Um, number one, you can go to GardenTalkBlog.com. It's the place where all the show prep and all the stuff that we do here on the radio is held. And uh, you can go on there and ask your questions. You can also email me at mweber at weberlandscaping.com, and I will talk to you, whatever your questions may be, to help you. And without further ado, we're joined by Mr. Meteorologist himself, Jesse Mack. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, it's My tropical plants at home are growing great. My palms are growing great. My olive tree is doing really... My olive tree is like, wow, I love this. I don't doubt it. My my Meyer lemon is like, woo! And uh, yeah, I got... I, all my tropicals are doing great. I do not doubt it at my all. My tomatoes are like growing by the foot. Probably. My peppers are peppering. I've got green chilies and jalapenos and... and um, I've got my potatoes, what I've talked about earlier. All my vegetables are doing great. My flowers are doing great. You know, my lawn even looks fairly good for all the rain we had. Mm -hmm. um, and we get enough, it gets hot enough during the day, and then we get these little thunder showers that show up to kind of water what, you know, yep. moisture we lost related to heat. So things are going well, but difference being, you know, is I'm one who does all the things along the way that I talk about on the radio, like proper <laughs> fertility and proper pruning and all that stuff. So I'm just kind of cruising yeah. along and enjoying the garden this time of year. My lawn looks pretty good too. I haven't had, a, you know, a situation. It seems like a couple places will just get smashed with heavy rain over and over, mm -hmm. and Kettering. I've I've been pretty consistent with the rain. Nothing nothing too wild. So stuff's looking good. So or everybody wants it. Oh, kills me. It's it's July. It's going to be warm. But yeah. everybody wants the ones are going to cool off. Well, um, temperature wise, it's not. But humidity-wise, which will make an enormous difference hmm. um, later in the day tomorrow, and especially Monday and Tuesday, the humidity will be much lower. Uh, so that's going to make it feel much nicer outside. What's the temperature going to be? Uh, for those days, to, I mean, mid-80s, 80, 84 to 86, somewhere hmm. in there. So. so this is the kind of the take-home message, though. 
because we're going lower in humidity, but the temperature is going to still be high, mm-hmm. our transpiration levels in plants will be increased. Right. Which means things will dry out quicker. Yep, that's exactly right. And so one thing that's important this time of year, ladies and gentlemen, is irrigation-wise, if you start to, you know, you, you need to average about an inch to inch and a half of, of moisture, equivalent of rainfall per you know, five to seven day period. Yeah. So if you don't get it, you need to supplement mm-hmm. it. And the way you supplement it is by irrigation. If you're going to use overhead irrigation, that's like a sprinkler. You're going to water between 4 a.m. and 10 a.m. If you got like a vegetable garden or you've got a, a shrubbery bed or something like that, you can water by what they call drip irrigation, which are small little tubes that you can use or has little garden hose. It has leaky garden hose, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those types of methods are really good to reduce incidences of diseases Mm. because this kind of weather is is a fungus among us weather. Mm -hmm. I mean, fungus loves this kind of warm, damp, you know, humid type of stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And so one of the big, the big battles that we have with landscapes this time of year, management-wise, is diseases. Mm. Diseases are going crazy. In fact, I, I watched a, a, a video from Ohio State University's turf team, and they, uh, a plant pathologist was showing um, Rhizoctonia root rot on turf grass and actually showing that you know a lot of this turf grass that we have was heavily injured related to all the flooding rains. Mm. So it's extremely susceptible to many vast number of diseases mm-hmm. as as well. So the next five to seven days, what's our what's our rainfall potential? Um, aside from today, let me think. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, we'll only see rain one day probably. Okay. There's a chance for an isol. It's not going to be widespread tomorrow. Just a couple people, you know, isolated in nature, and then very dry uh, for the rest of the night Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and most of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have another chance for rain Wednesday night and into Thursday. So midweek then. Yep. Midweek. Yep. So they're spread out a little no, bit. Any severe stuff in the future? Um, today would be uh, the best chance over the next five that we have to see any severe weather. And unfortunately, flash flooding, I think, would be kind of leading the way mm-hmm. as far as uh, a threat like that goes. Well, you know, what's funny is, is it, it's like it heats up and it boils these thunderstorms. I always, exactly. that's no, what it's, my analogy is. It boils these thunderstorms up. And when the, if you're underneath one of them, <laughs> God help you. Yeah. We had mm-hmm. one that was almost so small. We were at the pool yesterday. It was almost so small it didn't even show up on radar. And it was just pouring straight down like somebody squeezed a sponge and then it was gone (laughs) so let's talk for a minute about thunder and lightning okay because um i always tell people if you hear thunder take cover sure yeah because you're within five miles that's Mm -hmm. the way i was trained you're within five miles of a lightning strike it's can you have thunder without lightning well, they'll, they'll always both occur right. uh, because the lightning creates that rapid expansion of the molecules, which makes the sound thunder. So, um, you know, it just depends. Certain situations, you'll see the lightning, you won't hear it, obviously, right. if it's farther away or things like that. But right. they'll always occur together. Right. And, 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 and these types, this type of weather, lightning is a real threat. Mm-hmm. It's a real hazard. I think I just saw that somebody died in... Um, it might have been North Carolina or South Carolina mm-hmm. from a thunderstorm, I think, on the 4th of July, actually. Wow. So, yeah, take it seriously. I mean, if you hear it, it, it's very rare that it happens, but it happens, and you don't want it to be you. Well, lightning strikes the earth, I think, once every two to three minutes. I think it might be higher than that. I think it might be. I, it is higher than that. I think it's pretty rapid. It's We have a lot of lightning strikes that hit the earth. So, yeah. you know, if you hear it, Take cover. Don't mess with lightning. And don't, yep. please don't stand underneath a tree. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because that's the target. One, that's one of the most conductive things on the planet is a tree. Okay. Yep. So in that regard. Yeah. Um, get inside if you can. That's the, that's the best way to take care of that. Did you read my thing? I did. That was very good. I enjoyed it. I'm going to make sure the other ones on the team read it too, because that's what did, what did, uh, That was from an arbor cultural standpoint. What were you referring to, folks? I wrote an article that's going to be in the Buckeye Arborist as continuing education units for arborists. And and I wrote about the Memorial Day tornadoes. 
what did you get from that? I mean, to me, I, I, as a, as the person who did the analysis and the writing of it, there was a couple really important take home messages to it. And what did you get out of it? Well, for me, there was something that I wanted and I wanted kind of like a key to connect wind speeds and specific damage on the tree that I could use in the future. Yeah. And I got that. So that's, that was what I was pleased with. So I can go back and I highlight. And that's all based off the Texas Tech study, which is what the right. e, the EF scale is anyway. Mm-hmm. The the enhance because from the background standpoint, we had we had a, had a, an old EF scale that got upgraded to a new EF scale. Yeah, and the new EF scale changed the whole dynamic of how serious these storms are. Mm-hmm. But like I said to you, the part I shared with last week with you is what blew me away was here was this giant weather complex and this little tiny tornado at the bottom of it yeah that blew me away yeah most people they can't visualize that and the other thing that 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 i wrote in there is that that you can't see it that is so scary yeah i mean and and um and the other thing that i thought was interesting was was the whole thing about the ear pressure ah yeah when those people said uh, they did. They say they didn't hear the train noise, but they F the F zeros to F ones, EF ones, the EF zeros to EF AF ones heard the train. Okay. The ones that were in the EF twos, threes, and fours did not hear the train. As a, there was a couple who did, but the most of them complained about that the painful, ear painful ear pressure. Ear pressure, yeah. Because when you think about it, like that ear that that wind pressure is quadrupling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's literally exponentially increasing every 10 miles an hour up over top of, what was it, 72 yeah. miles an hour. It's intense. Now, I don't know what the pressure change is. I, I mean, I don't know if it can be measured inside a tornado uh, compared to outside. Well, one, the- one of the studies I referred to talks about that. And they actually laid down these uh, air pressure sensors on the ground. And they measured these tornadoes. And it was in Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. And there was such variability. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like on one side of the eye wall, eye wall, one side of the wall would be a pressure would be dynamically different than the side of the other side. Yeah. So there's variable pressure within that whole complex of moving air. Yeah. So there's a lot of why we such see such variability within the damage pattern i think mm-hmm. from what i you know gleam from this research i'm not a meteorological expert but the thing that i learned from this by writing it was this t- tornadoes are the most unpredictable absolutely damage creating events that there is on the planet mm-hmm. they're the most violent but the most unpredictable and yeah. the most hard to to estimate what is really going to happen exactly i mean it's just chaos yeah. Whereas there's with hurricanes and winter storms, that's like a slow, methodical process. Right. Tornadoes is an, almost like an explosion or a firecracker, and it's gone. And they move so fast. Yeah. They're and like, not, not in a straight line, as we've learned. No. And they wobble. Yeah. They absolutely wobble. So at the end of the day, the thing that I learned the most from it was that maintenance matters in trees, mm-hmm. people who take care of their trees and work with certified arborists, your trees are more likely to survive these types of events. Now, if it's a direct hit, yeah, all that, bets are off. There's matter. not a thing you can change. Yeah, because once you go over that 92 to 94 miles an hour, like I showed with the wind pressure thing, yeah, you're at 24 pounds per per square foot or square inch. It's going to blow it apart. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. But there was tree species that showed some great survivability, huh. particularly um, the white oaks mm-hmm. family did certain red oaks and trees that typically had, you know, kind of like a pyramidal or a central leader habit were likely candidates if they weren't in the direct path. They were on the edges. Right. But if those if your trees have any degree of defects, they're going to be magnified under those yeah. <laughs> underneath those conditions. So. Yeah. Super. Well, thanks. Thank you for reading that. It was very good. I enjoyed it, and we're going to use it in the future. I know we will. Super good. Thank you, Jesse. Take it easy. You have a good day. You too. Thank you for your analysis. Folks, when we come back, we're going to give you an updated weather forecast from Jesse. Plus, along with that as well, we're going to talk about a new pathogen, unbelievably so, that has been found in Indiana and Illinois. And uh, 
It's kind of a scary pathogen at that. We'll talk about that in your course. If we can get through, call us at 457-1290. If you can't, email me at mweber at weberlandscaping.com or go to gardentalkblog.com and give me your questions, and I'll be more than happy to help you along the way here on Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. At Menards, nobody beats our selection of building materials. Update your home's curb appeal with Novick Stack Stone Panel Siding. They have a natural stone look and are available in four colors. They're lightweight, easy to handle, and easy to install with no mortar required. Novick Stack Stone Panel are wind-resistant up to 160 miles per hour, and they're on sale for $3.98 a square foot. Sale prices are good through Saturday, July 6th during Menards' 4th of July sale. Save big money at Menards. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. I'm meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. And I'm Clark Howard. We here at WHIO are actively working to keep your family safe. Safe from scams. If I don't hear a call from you, we will have to issue an arrest warrant under your name. And safe from severe weather. We have Storm Center 7 meteorologist McCall Vrydigs in the studios with us. You can depend on 1290 and 95.7. WHIO. Unleash the financial strength that your current home has today. The Daymet Credit Union Home Equity Loan can utilize the financial strength you have in your home and use it for important milestones in your life, like remodeling your existing home, helping finance your child's college education, or taking the family on a vacation. Daymet Home Equity Loans start at some of the lowest rates available and are easy to understand. You can apply today online, by phone, or at any Daymet branch. Learn more at daymetcu.com. When someone hears the words, you have cancer, it's one of the darkest moments in their life. Light the Night brings light to the darkness of cancer by uniting survivors, patients, and supporters in the cause to end cancer. Friends, families, and coworkers form a community of hope, raising funds in support of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Together, we walk with lanterns held high to light the path to cures. Last year alone, the FDA approved 18 new drug therapies and treatments to treat blood cancers. The impact of LLS-supported research goes beyond blood cancer. The discoveries made in blood cancer research have led to breakthrough treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. When we walk, cancer runs. Join the movement to end cancer today. Visit us at lightthenight.org. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. When one of the worst tornado outbreaks ever to hit the Miami Valley happened, we were there. That debris signature is as clear as day telling me this tornado is on the ground. The reason that weather is our number one priority is that we truly care about the safety of your family. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 is the number of the dial, and uh, we're going to do a what plan I am, Javon, but we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it through email, and we're also going to do it through the Garden Talk blog chat room, okay? We're, go we're going to improvise. See, I, I, I am a radio professional, Javon, because, <laughs> you know, when I started out in radio, I'll tell you how this all worked. When I started, I started out at this little station up in Piqua, and uh, we had a, it was it had two, two had an AM and an FM signal, and when I would do talk, I would do a, a talk radio talk show for gardening questions, the producer over on the FM side would knock on the window and go, and show me the finger and say, have one call. And I just pushed the button. And who knows who was there? We, you know, I don't know what the question could be. 
That's how, and and when it would rain there, Javon, the roof leaked. So I literally would put my mouth about right here by the microphone. Water would drip from the ceiling on the microphone, and I could actually feel the electricity kind of moving across my lips. Yeah, yeah, those. I didn't get any. I didn't, I didn't even get hazard pay for that, Rit. <laughs> Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Another hot and humid day today. We're starting off with temperatures in the low 70s. Climb to a high temperature of 86 degrees, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Scattered showers and storms will develop in the afternoon. Those last into the early evening hours as well. And we can see a strong storm there. Humidity is going to fall as we go into the overnight hours and into tomorrow as well. Mainly dry on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows uh, we've got warming skies. We started out this morning around 72, 73. We're up to 75 up at the airport right now. 76 in Springboro, 72 in Springfield. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, this is 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290. Um, I want to talk briefly about some really bad news this week. Um, um, there was a pathogen found in Illinois called sudden oak 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 death, um, which is also known as Phytophthora remora. Um, sudden um, oak death, or called SOD, has been a real problem in California um, and other western states. This this disease moves by water. And its disease is lethal to many species of oak trees across the United States as well as the world. And uh, there was some nursery stock that was being sold at a couple different box stores in um, Illinois. And uh, guess what? Um, they were a number of rhododendrons that were produced. In Oklahoma, uh, and the nurseries have been sourced from Washington to British Columbia, um, and there was a total of 18 stores. Well, guess what? They found Phytophthora remora in um, a following number of plants, and one of which was uh, rhododendron, um, also lilac, um, and there are over 100 different species of plants that can carry Phytophthora remora um, and affect non-oak species uh, that, that don't affect their non-oak types. So it's important for one that when you buy your nursery stock that you're buying clean nursery stock. And unfortunately, um, for many of you that may or not know this, but price does matter on that. So working with local nurseries and garden centers would be very good. And also, by the way, they found... The sod also in Indiana about a month ago as well. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety, and more. When we come back, we're going to be talking about getting rid of poison ivy. We got an email that just came in, and uh, also join us live at GardenTalkBlog.com. We'll be happy to talk to you about your questions, and we're going to try to do a what plant I am. Randy Tischer's coming up next here on Garden Talk on twelve ninety and ninety five seven WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 731. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. A man will be arraigned Monday after accused of touching a woman inappropriately at a gas station. Plus, a 7.1 magnitude quake rocks Southern California. The latest on the damages there. We're tracking another round of storms today. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic. Checking things out on those major freeways as well as the service streets throughout the Miami Valley. We're not seeing any major accidents 
presence out there at this time. There is a disabled vehicle reported on South Edwin C. Moses Boulevard and West 3rd Street. And it is our top story. Locals in Dayton saying they're even more hesitant to fill up at the Sunoco at the corner of Wayne and Wyoming after a woman is touched inappropriately there yesterday. That gas station's manager says its surveillance system was on for the incident. The manager said he was in the process of reviewing the footage and will hand it over to police. Those who stop at this gas station say they will be more vigilant after this news. That's pretty sick. WHIO's Monica Castro says 26-year-old Simon DeGaze is in custody. In connection to this incident, he's due to be arraigned on Monday. Well, now to California, where the area was hit by a 6.4 magnitude earthquake on Thursday and is hit again by a 7.1 quake just last night. Some injuries and damages from fires caused by leaking gas lines were reported. Coming over the hill into Ridgecrest and looking across the valley, you could see that the majority of the city was lit up. There, Most of the major streets had lights and most of the major business districts did not look like they were compromised in any way, shape, or form. That's KNX Radio in Ridgecrest. Pete Demetrio, there's been more than a 1,000 aftershocks of varying magnitudes reported since Thursday's quake. Well, we're hearing more about a domestic situation that turned into a chase ending in a crash on Ohio 4 this week. Lieutenant Jason Hall says the 911 caller had in, had intimate knowledge of the situation. The victim did an excellent job. The call evaluator did an excellent job on picking up on these cues and getting uh, help started her way. Sean, uh, Sean Brownlee is now in jail facing kidnapping, domestic violence, and fleeing and eluding charges. Let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast with meteorologist Jesse Mag. Warm and muggy once again this morning with temperatures starting in the low 70s as we make our way throughout the day. High temperature up to 86 degrees, scattered showers and storms developing in the afternoon and lasting into the early evening. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Well, the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar still showing we're all clear. A muggy start to the day indeed. It's 73 degrees in Troy, 72 in Springfield, 75 here in Dayton at 733. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. Now, gardening advice from Garden Talk's very own Mark Weber. Hi everybody, Mark Weber here for our Garden Talk Minute. The midsummer season is the ideal time of the year to be applying long season grub control to your lawn. Keep in mind, long season grub control can provide you added insurance that you don't have to replace your lawn come fall. See, right now in the hot summer months of July is the time of the year when things like Japanese beetles and mass chafers are buzzing around your landscape. They'll be laying eggs soon in your turf. And with the beckoning of certain rain events, those eggs will hatch out and they will soon begin to devour the roots of your lawn. Protect your lawn against those type of critters. Apply a long season grub control product that you can purchase from your local garden center now and get season long production. This has been a Garden Talk Minute. Listen to Mark Weber on Garden Talk Saturday mornings from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities. He's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Well, good morning to you, sir. It's like trying to mow your yard around the mower. I don't have our phone lines that work. 
<laughs> well, I have to do it the old. Works, so here we are. Well, we got you on because you're special because you have know, you yeah, you've got the special bat phone number to call the station. Yeah, yeah, special in my own mind, Mark. That's all. That's all it is. <laughs> so, how you doing? Ah, well, you know, we're doing all right. Uh, I'd like to tell you that things are drying out a little bit, but uh, we uh, we still have yet. Here it is. Uh, what is it? The sixth of July, and we have yet to even start up our irrigation pumps yep. this year, and uh, that's got to be. I don't know if that's a record, but if it's not, it it it's probably mm-hmm. pretty close to that. And uh, and uh, you know, it, it, we are uh, seeing some signs of. Uh, Things uh, drying out a little bit long term. I know that uh, you just got done talking to Mr. Mag there on the weather forecast, and uh, yep. he actually uh, he actually didn't have R A I N rain in the forecast for the next uh, three days. Once we get done with today, but today uh, uh, we got pounded. I don't know what you got last night, but um, I don't know seven thirty, eight o'clock or something like that. It just let go uh, right right over here in Bellbrook, and. Uh, mm. It just does that, and uh, these, these nighttime temperatures uh, stay above 70 degrees, and the plant stays wet, and uh, it's just uh, it's a plant pathologist dream come oh, true yeah. this time of the year. Oh yeah, uh, disease is just <laughs> going crazy, and uh, and uh, you know if you've got your home yard, and uh, and there there are some things that you can do that are pretty simple to try to uh, alleviate the disease that. Uh, is trying to infiltrate your little uh, your little grass plant and other plants in your landscape and uh, and uh, and maybe maybe come out through uh, come out of the winter the summer in 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 decent shape you know we're we're halfway through the year and uh, it seems like the year just started you know Randy I I watch every week I watch uh, the turf team from Ohio State University they do this little video thing yep and. Uh, my favorite of all the cast of characters is Dr. Shetler. Yep. And uh, he was all excited on because he his his uh his bug light filled up with uh tons and tons of mass chafers overnight. And it was the biggest biggest overnight population of mass chafers he ever had in his history. Yeah. <laughs> and and so I was sitting there and he goes and they're all two weeks behind. They're all two weeks behind. In fact, Japanese beetles have exploded. And uh, so, you know, he, he brought up an important thing that, you know, two week or a two week delay on yep. uh, these beetles and the mass chafer and the Japanese beetle both um, have a byproduct because he says they particularly the Japanese beetle gets gets you twice. Once it eats your foliage and then twice it eats your roots of your turf. Yep. And the mass chafers are the same. I, I walked up to somebody's house the other day, the early morning consultation, and I Want to ring their doorbell, and they had a mass chafer the size of a 50-cent piece right on the doorbell. And, of course, I had to take a picture of it. It was really cool. Um, But at the end of the day, though, it's a reminder that these insects are out and about, and they are going to be doing things soon, like laying eggs in our turf grass. And it's going to lead to something called grubs by fall. And by far, the cheapest insurance you can have to ensure that your lawn does not disappear in the fall of 2019 is a timely application of an insecticide that will become systemic within the grass plant and therefore provide it protection against being annihilated. Yeah, you know, and Mark, you know, I've always said that not every lawn uh, is going to have a grub problem. Uh, but but this year, uh, and, and Dr. Shetler, uh, you know, I, he walks on water as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when he says things are going to be uh, uh, higher populations than normal, I, I believe him. Uh, we need uh, we need moisture to hydrate those eggs. I know you gave a nice graphic description of what has to happen when those uh, yeah. when those beetles uh, mate and uh, the female crawls down on the grass plant and lays her eggs here uh, towards the end of this month and those eggs need moisture in the thatch layer of the grass to hydrate and then those uh, little larvae, those grub larvae uh, hatch and uh, that little tiny larva, little little tiny little critter, its whole goal in life is to just eat anything in front of it uh, and those are grass roots primarily right? and dirt but uh, grass roots, anything that goes in one end comes back out the other 
and uh, they do a number on your on your roots and your in your lawn. If you have treated your lawn with one of these season-long uh, uh, insect uh, grub control products and do it in a timely manner, like you said, at the right rate, uh, uh, the the insecticide has enough time to translocate through the entire plant and into the root system. And then when those grubs start, uh, uh, you know, they, they hydrate and they hatch and they start eating your root system, uh, they, they ingest the insecticide and they die before you even know they're there. But uh, this might be one of those years that uh, everyone should invest in uh, one of the good season-long grub control products that are on the market. But, uh, uh, you know, what I find so often, Mark, is that People don't calibrate their spreaders. Right. People don't apply things at the right rate uh, and do things at the right time. And, uh, and we've seen so many uh, uh, years lately where these grubs, uh, you say we're two, two weeks late already. Yep. Uh, we've seen grub damage. Uh, used, to be, used to be you'd see grub damage in August and maybe September, mm-hmm. and now we're seeing it into uh, September and October and sometimes even later than that. So things stretch out a ways, and, and if you apply these products too early in the season, they run out of gas before the, before the insect runs out of gas, so to speak. So right. you've got to be careful, and you've got to make sure you're, like any, any of the applications that you do, whether it's a broadleaf weed control or insecticides or fertilization or whatnot, you, you need to read the label and you need to calibrate your spreader, and you need to put down the right amount of the product to get the right control that uh, that you're trying to achieve. Outstanding. Well, Mr. Tischer, as always, thank you so much. We're going to try to do What Plan I Am by email and chat room now. Is that right? <laughs> so, folks, if you know the answer to What Plan I Am today, you can go to gardentalkblog.com and um, tell me in the chat room, or you can email me at mweber at weberlandscaping.com. I know I'm going to get about a gazillion. Well, Mark, don't, don't forget about uh, smoke signals and carrier pigeons. You know, that's another Yeah, we could, do, we could do smoke signals. Smoke signals and carrier <laughs> pigeons. You know, we've got we to pull out all the, all the stops today. Did you, did you hear my dilemma today about my potatoes? But no, what's wrong with your potatoes? Well, I planted all these potatoes back in March. I've got these different fingerling potatoes, and I've got purple potatoes, and I've got red potatoes. And, Randy, they've grown, and they've literally to the place now that they're starting to push potatoes out of the pots because there's so many in the pots. And I told Kim, I said, let's bust one of these open, honey, and let's have a big meal. And she goes, no. She says, you wrote on the calendar when the harvest for each variety was. You cannot open these up until we get to that date. Yeah. And I said, but I'm like a kid at Christmas. You know, I just want to open my, my, my package of potatoes, Randy. I want to see what's inside of them. Yeah, well, next next year, don't write anything on them, and then you can open them whenever you want to. Well, I told you know, Rich Pearson said I should say the dog knocked the pot over. Yeah, well, they're, you know, and those dogs are always doing crazy things like that, Mark. I can blame it's it on the dog. It's the dog's fault. I can blame it. I can blame, blame it on Baby Luna, the 95-pound Wyoming that's afraid of her own shadow. She knocked it over, and it was her fault, and that's why the potatoes fell out of the pot. There you go. See, now you got an excuse. Go, go have some potatoes tonight. Take care, Mr. Randy. We'll talk to you soon. I'll do it. Talk to you later. You bet. Bye-bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Okay, Javon. We're going to try this. I guess we have no telephone lines. Is that right? <laughs> no telephone lines, I assume. Oh, we may have a telephone line. We may be able to do this. <laughs> we can always use smoke signals like Randy Tisher said. <laughs> oh, I'm going to talk a little bit about, let's see what they play with the telephone lines. Ray sent me an email at mweber at weberlandscaping.com. He says, good morning, Mark. 
How can I get rid of poison ivy without using glyphosate products? Um, you can use synthetic auxins, which are like We Be Gone and 2,4-D. Um, those are very effective against um, um, those types of plants. Um, and, you know, generally what I will tell you, though, is that you can combine glyphosate, which is also known as Roundup. And a lot of people right now um, are very fearful of glyphosate because of all the quote-unquote cancer stuff that's being talked about. And, and ladies and gentlemen, I, I need to be, you know, completely frank with everybody out there about this whole thing. What is being alleged in that particular matter in California is not been based upon what science and peer-reviewed science says to be true. And we'll say that again. The allegations that, that glyphosate is somehow a health concern has not been substantiated by peer-reviewed science. So let's just be clear about that. But, Ray, if you don't want to use glyphosate, there is synthetic auxins out there that work really well, like 2,4-D and others. Um, but always remember to read the label and follow the label. Otherwise, uh, you may end up having yourself some problems as well. Um, Steve Zenia wrote me at mweber at weberlandscaping.com. He says, you talk a lot, about, a lot about the importance of soil testing, especially in the short spots that play on a radio during the week. Can you please go into specifics exactly how and where and where, and where, where we can go to get something like that done? Um, Steve, that's a great question. And one of the most important things to remember about soil testing is it needs to be done by a protocol, professional collection protocol. What I mean by that is... Um, there are soil testing kits that you can buy out there, but this is the challenge. Um, those kits are not very accurate. And also, when you collect the samples from the soil, it needs to be done with the proper instrument and more so over the whole yard. And typically, you want to collect about 10 to 15 samples, and then they're collected by, a by that protocol. And then they are sent to a lab and the lab has to be a lab that performs their soil testing by what they call ASTM standards of soil testing. And then once that information comes back from the lab, it's important that the person who is going to be making the recommendations understands what the lab is saying and interprets that data from the lab and then writes you a report of exactly what is missing and what is not missing and how to remedy it with applications of fertilizer. Hopefully this answers your questions. And most importantly, thank you for reaching out, Steve, at, at mweber at weberlandscaping.com. And, uh, Javon, let's take a quick break. You can tell me what's going on with the telephone lights, and then I'll figure out what we're doing with what plant I am on here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. David Cemetery offers many options for your cremation, from niches in our mausoleums and columbariums to a ground burial in our traditional grave spaces or scattering in our remembrance circle. Like traditional burial, placing a cremation in a columbarium or mausoleum niche offers family and friends a physical location for memorialization. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Hello, I'm Jose Hernandez, and I have been using a wheelchair since my accident in 1995. My name is Andrea Delzell, and I've been using a wheelchair since I was five years old. I guess if I had one message for the general public, it would be that I appreciate your help. But please, ask first. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that I've actually got everything under control. I think people get nervous. They don't know how to act, so they pretend I'm not there. What probably bothers me the most is when waiters talk to my companion and not directly to me. I think everyone with a disability can relate to that parking spot problem. We know you're just parking that disabled spot for a second, but please, don't. We're, We're just, just looking, looking for, for the, the same, same respect, respect and, and consideration, consideration as, as everyone, everyone else. else. 
United Spinal Association is dedicated to enhancing the quality of life of people living with spinal cord injuries and disorders. Download our disability etiquette booklet at unitedspinal.org. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is Larry Hanskin. WHIO Washington insider Jamie Dupree has been a friend and colleague for three decades. And when he lost his voice in the spring of 2016, he didn't let that silence him. Now, thanks to modern technology, using past recordings of his actual voice, he's able to report on the air once again his computer-generated Jamie Dupree 2.0 reports on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, as well as his blog at whio.com with links at the WHIO Radio Facebook page. Sam Weish was a quarterback, head coach, and broadcaster in the NFL. Last year, he became a heart recipient. And now I know what a miracle feels like. My new heart gave me a new mission in life, and that is to get others to sign up to be organ donors. There are over 130 million people that have already signed up to be a part of that. Please sign up to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. This week, as you celebrate the birthday of our country, we're monitoring news, weather, and traffic for you, providing updates around the clock. Right here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. All right, ladies and gents, we're going to do what plan AM, but here are going to be the rules. <laughs> First of all, if you want to answer the question with your opportunity to win, a pair of tickets to the Good Guys Car Show, July 12th to the 14th at the Ohio Expo Center over in Columbus. Um, you have to log on at GardenTalkBlog.com and tell me the answer in the Garden Talk Blog chat room or email me your answer at mweber at weberlandscaping.com. And here are the clues to what plan I am, number one. I am slow to emerge in cold springs or early summers. You should be patient with me because I will grow once it gets hot. I do my best if I grow in full sun. I will grow in partial shade, but my growth in flowers will suffer. I love the heat and should be planted along the back border of a perennial bed because I am. Yes, I am. I am a perennial. My flowers are the size of a dinner plate. Again, my flowers are the size of a dinner plate. You don't need to prune me, but you may choose to shape me by cutting back old growth in the late fall or early winter, depending on your location. Otherwise, I produce new growth each and every year from the ground up. What plant Am I? Now, you know the answer. Go to gardentalkblog.com or email me at mweber at weberlandscaping.com. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. 
Another hot and humid day today. We're starting off with temperatures in the low 70s. Climb to a high temperature of 86 degrees, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Scattered showers and storms will develop in the afternoon. Those last into the early evening hours as well. And we can see a strong storm there. Humidity is going to fall as we go into the overnight hours and into tomorrow as well. Mainly dry on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is clear. We've got bright sunshine. It's hot and hazy out this morning. 75 at the airport, 76 down at Springboro, 74 at my house. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and garden talk, and of course, what plan I am on 1290 and 95.7 WHAO Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Garden Talk starts every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. and we run to the hour of um, 9 a.m. And next hour of Garden Talker will be joined by Duke Stockslager or Stockslager's Greenhouse and Garden Center. We're going to talk a little bit about summer maintenance of your annuals and perennials. And uh, again, I'm going to give you the clues to what plant I am. I am slow to emerge in the spring, um, particularly in cold springs and early summers. But be patient because I will grow. I do best in full sun. I will grow in partial shade, but the growth and flowering time of me will suffer if you put me in shade. I love the heat and should be planted along the back border of the perennial bed because I am, I am a perennial. I have flowers that are the size of a dinner plate, but you don't need to prune me. All you need to do is shape me and you shape me by cutting back the old growth in the late fall or early winter, depending on your location. Otherwise, I produce new growth each and every year from the ground up. 457 1290 if it works. If not, you can email me at mweber at weberlandscaping.com or you can also message me in the Garden Talk blog chat room who Neil has. Yes, my friends and neighbors, Neil has won this hour's prize. And uh, Neil, congratulations, because the answer is the hearty hibiscus. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for this hour's edition of Garden Talk. A very special thanks for Javon for a job well done yet so far. And to thank you for listening. Stay tuned. Get yourself a cup of coffee because another hour of award-winning radio is just around the corner as we do what we do best, which is help you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges. Congratulations to Neil. McKay, who won this hour's What Plan I Am, and two tickets to the Good Guys Car Show at the Ohio Expo Center in Columbus, Ohio, July 12th through the 14th. More Garden Talk will continue after this on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.